0: All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday, July 19th, 2023 formal meeting of the Iowa City Planning and Zoning Commission. For attendance purposes, please show Commissioners Wade, Hench, Townsend, Craig, and Elliott present with Padrone an excused absence. Uh, next agenda item is item number three, public discussion of any item not on the agenda. If there's anybody in the audience who'd like to discuss any Issue with the Planning and Zoning Commission, now is the opportunity as long as it's not on the agenda. Anybody interested in, in seeing no rush up to the podium? That would be <laughs> a no. Item number four, under development items, case number REZ23-0004. The location is 614, 622, and 630 Orchard Court. This is an application for a rezoning of approximately 1.63 acres of land from low-density single-family residential zone to a planned development overlay to riverfront crossings orchard zone. And Kirk, is this yours? Yes,
1: it is, standing in for Ann, who wrote the staff report, so don't be confused um we're talking about a rezoning for land uh near orchard court uh part of it has come before you before so it's a matter of uh, looking at it again so let me move on is the color off on your guys screen or can you see it okay it, it's fine it's kind
0: of a funky rust color, rust color.
2: yeah it looks like autumn
1: yes
0: it's well, very autumn. <laughs> autumnal
1: fortunately the rezoning map is relatively straightforward, so that's the only part where it really might throw you off. But uh, So what we're looking at is this 1.67 or 63 acres right here that's currently zoned, uh, low density single family or RS5 with an OPD or plan development overlay. Uh, It currently has a couple multifamily buildings on it uh, and uses to the northwest and south are primarily single family. Uh, areas. Uh, To the northeast and east you have larger multifamily buildings being redeveloped under the Riverfront Crossings Code. To the northeast is redeveloping but it it is currently under construction and then to the east you have that uh, existing multifamily building. Uh, And the zoning does largely reflect that so again to the Northeast, you have Riverfront Crossings, West Riverfront, or RFCWR. Uh, You also have that a little further to the east, um, but directly abutting this property to the east is zoned Riverfront Crossings Orchard, uh, RFCO, and that is what is being proposed for this current site. Uh, To the south, you also have uh, RFCO that was previously rezoned, and then to the west and north, you have medium density, single-family residential, or RS8. So in terms of background for this site, it's been an ongoing process, but it really started in 2016 when the Downtown Riverfront Crossings Master Plan was amended to include the Orchard Subdistrict. So that was not one of the original districts uh, included in the Riverfront Crossings Plan. It was added later. Um, and then in 2017, The form-based code was updated to also have uh, an Orchard district that corresponds to this area shown. It's on the west side of the map. You can kind of see it in a brown color um, south of the railroad, west of of Orchard. Uh, The the purpose of it was really to encourage residential redevelopment and to serve as a transition between higher-intensity mixed-use areas along South Riverside Drive and then lower-intensity single-family residential neighborhoods uh, to the west, uh, the first building to actually be rezoned this in 2017 was 627 Orchard Courts. So that's the property to the east that was redeveloped as multifamily uses. Uh, that building replaced older, higher-intensity development, kind of similar to what was located on this site as well. Uh, In 2018, a portion of Orchard Court and Benton Street were rezoned to the RFCO. So those are the properties to the south that have not been redeveloped yet. That did include a conditional zoning agreement. Uh, And then last year in 2022, uh, a portion of what is the current site, the subject property and those properties to the south was proposed to be rezoned to RFCO. So that would include, again, like I said, properties that are zoned, RS5 with an OPD and properties that are already zoned, uh, RFCO, uh, with the purpose of amending that conditional zoning agreement that was part of that. Uh, that was, that did fail at City Council with a vote of four in support of it and three against it, uh, but it didn't have a supermajority, which was required due to a protest petition. So what we're talking about I'll kind of go through the current proposal and how that's different uh, from that previous proposal, but it's helpful to see this on a map as well. So, in the image on the left, you can see that first property that was rezoned to RFCO, that was the 627 Orchard Court. Uh, on the right side of this screen, in 2018, was the portion to the south that was rezoned initially with the conditional zoning agreement. Uh, and then on this next slide, you can see the failed 2022 rezoning to o, so that included the subject property we're considering today as well as the properties to the south. Uh, when that failed to win a supermajority, uh they have returned for just this north portion of that site, which is the, the only portion that hasn't been rezoned to RFCO of the portion shown in the, the riverfront crossings master plan. So it wouldn't touch the previous conditional zoning agreement to the south. So, in terms of the proposed zoning, uh, again, being rezoned to or being proposed to rezone to Riverfront Crossings Orchard, which was created to implement the master plan, again, forms a transition uh, with a goal of being complementary in mass and scale to adjacent homes. So it is a form-based zone. Uh, it primarily regulates by scale and form. Uh, it does also secondarily regulate use, but it, it's mostly focused on that form. And so to that end, this zone would allow cottage homes, uh, row houses, townhouses, and then apartment and multifamily buildings. Uh, it could also allow live-work townhouses as well. And when I say that it regulates primarily by form, uh, when it's talking about density, there is no density requirement in riverfront crossings. Instead, it regulates by the maximum height, which is three stories. Uh, It does regulate by the number of bedrooms, so it's capped at three bedrooms where no more than 20% of units may contain those three bedrooms. Uh, There is no bonus height in this zone because it's intended to be a transition from the properties to the west, uh, to the riverfront crossings to the east. Uh, And then above the second story, there is a 10-foot step back that's built into it as well to to kind of mitigate that height. Uh, In addition, there's a requirement that there's a 30-foot setback from adjacent single-family residential zones as well. So that would uh, apply to the west property line. In terms of the development approval criteria that we look at for rezonings, we primarily look at consistency with the comprehensive plan uh, and compatibility with existing neighborhoods. So with regards to the comprehensive plan, like I said, the Orchard subdistrict uh, in the Downtown Riverfront Crossings Master Plan is the area that we're looking in. Uh, you can see the map on the left again on the screen. Uh, it was intended specifically to encourage redevelopment of the area primarily because uh, it creates... Uh, In in the original staff report, they noted that it creates an unpleasant environment for walking and biking. So the duplexes that are currently along Orchard Court have auto-oriented frontages with large garages um, and driveways. Uh, There are also some older single-family homes to the south that have no street access or frontage or pedestrian access. So it it does create some challenges for the sites, which is why uh, in the master plan objectives it is redevelopment of the site. Um, And one of the reasons a form-based zone was used for this site was because, uh, not having the density cap would encourage the redevelopment of the existing properties that are on the site. Uh, but the form-based standards that are incorporated as part of that, including the height limit, things like that, that I talked about that is encouraged, or that is created to try and create the transition. So that's kind of the secondary, uh, criteria for this. Um, and in terms of, height limits just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about transitions. This is three stories, the properties to the west can have three stories as well, but they're single family residential. To the east you can have a larger variety of uses Uh, that can be four or five stories depending on bonus height, so it it does kind of create that step up in terms of height, Uh, it also does allow more uses than you might see in a typical like an rs5 or rs8 zone Um, but it has more restrictions than it does for the west riverfront zone to the east so it really does create that transition Uh, and then on top of that with the form-based zone it has higher design quality standards uh, as as a way to kind of offset the increased density and to make sure that it does remain appropriate with surrounding uses Um, so in this case Uh, The the rezoning would specifically implement the master plan that was imagined for the site. uh, And this is in fact, the only zone that would be consistent with the comprehensive plan as it's currently adopted. In terms of compatibility with existing neighborhood, I kind of talked about the ways that it forms a transition and that's also built into the building type standards as well that I previously mentioned. But I've already mentioned the setbacks, the height limits, the step backs as well. So all of those things kind of work together to create the transition from properties to the west to the east. Now another factor on the site is transportation and access. So as part of the 2018 rezoning that rezoned the properties to the south, uh, they did determine that the intersection of Benton Street and Riverside Drive would operate at acceptable levels of service. However, where Orchard Street meets Benton Street, it would be unacceptable during peak hours. Um, That being said, the 2018 rezoning for the southern properties only expected an additional 20 to 30 trips during peak hours, and so they didn't believe that signalization was needed at that time. However, with the proposed rezoning, it would include the north portion of the site, so it does increase uh, the traffic that would be expected at that intersection, which would really bring it to um, more traffic generation, bring it to unacceptable levels. So as part of uh, recommendations for rezoning, staff does recommend signalization of Benton Street and Orchard, Street. Uh, It would also likely require intersection improvements such as turn lanes that would be determined uh, uh, later on in the process as as the final plans for the site are identified. Uh, In addition, it would include conditions that would be extension of five-foot sidewalk along Orchard Court north along the subject property line uh, to create that pedestrian connection and then also reconstructing Orchard Street north of West Benton Street. Um, the conditions were changed a little bit from the way that they were previously constructed from the 2022 conditions, specifically in that staff had previously recommended uh, that the area be resubdivided through the final plat process, uh, and that would be the trigger for, for ensuring that all these things were done. Uh, that. Uh, requirement has been changed so that instead it is, that the public improvements are installed prior to occupancy and uh, the recommendation that it be replatted was removed since it's a smaller area uh, as part of this. But we do still have the the conditions are, are built upon occupancy. So based on this analysis, staff does recommend approval of REZ 23-0004 to rezone uh, 1.63 acres of property at 614, 622, and 630 Orchard Court uh, from OPD RS5 to RFCO, subject to three conditions, uh, which is that prior to site plan approval, that the owner must enter into an agreement with the city providing for the construction of public improvements or of improvement uh, improvements escrow prior to issuance of a building permit in cases Uh, However, that the public improvements shall be constructed prior to issuance of any certificate of occupancy. So those public improvements, like I mentioned, include five foot sidewalk along the Orchard Street court frontage of the property in a location approved by the city engineer, uh, traffic signalization at the corner of West Benton and Orchard Streets and associated intersection improvements, which may include turn lanes as approved by the city engineer. uh, And then finally, reconstruction of Orchard Street and Orchard Court in a manner approved by the (coughs) city engineer. Uh, now, we did, we did receive some public comments uh, from Paul Swigert. Uh, you have those at your desk. I sent them to you in advance, uh, noting that there were some concerns with the proposed rezoning. Um, staff does uh, believe that our recommendation stands. Uh, as we have recommended but upon recommendation from the Planning and Zoning Commission the public hearing will then be scheduled uh, for consideration by City Council which based on current council dates we would anticipate the public hearing being set on August 1st and August 15th being the first uh, consideration and the public hearing. So that ends my presentation happy to answer any questions that you have about the proposed rezoning.
0: Thank you, Kirk. Any questions for staff on this application?
2: Is there any natural features that separate the area that we're talking about tonight and the single family homes to the west? So there are
1: some existing trees that are there, I believe. Um, otherwise Is there it's- there a waterway? There's it, uh, a little bit of a waterway in there. It's there's a drawn. waterway further south. I don't believe that it makes it up this far. It's sort of like Does a, Yeah, it's like a goalie. So the waterway makes it up this far, then. So yes, there there is some some existing features on the site.
0: Any other questions,
2: Susan? I have a question. First, I want to say that at the first time we considered this, I did not know Ryan Wade, who I know a little bit personally, and who was in a business relationship at the time with my son, and so. I didn't know that he was the developer, and so I was certainly not conflicted then. I let Sarah and Ann know about that, and but that business relationship has now ended amicably, and we're all good. And so I just wanted to be clear about that. Um, can you point out on the maps again how much in the, in the first? Thing we saw, this is the failed rezoning. So it's very similar. So the houses stay on Benton except for just that little corner, right?
1: yeah so the the previous rezoning in 2018 would allow for redevelopment of the buildings on orchard street and then also those buildings that don't front benton the properties that do front benton would remain as they're not part of the either the the previous rezoning or this rezoning i guess previous rezonings since they would have been two rezonings but okay that
2: was my question
3: any additional questions I yeah, I just got a quick question, just to clarify. I think I understand, but um, essentially the difference between this one and the previous request, um, it's just decoupling the properties to the south from the 1.6 to the north, right? That is correct. Okay. Any other questions? All right. Thank you, everybody.
0: Um, we will go ahead and open the public hearing on this application. If the applicant or the applicant's representative would like to speak to the commission or address the commission on this, please come forward, state your name and sign in, please.
4: A little tall. Uh, Ryan Wade. Um, We've been working on this property and acquiring and, uh, this land and working with Jeff Ruin and staff for nearly eight years now. Um, even prior to the 2017 introduction rezoning, um, staff understood that we owned a majority of these properties at the time. Uh, wanted that transition through the riverfront crossing landing and pres- presented us with the opportunity to work with. Uh, past staff members Bob Michelob and Karen Howard and and kind of work through the process of what that would require uh, to have the Orchard District in this. As of last year we required this section uh, this portion of land here from a family who we got to know pretty well his uh, the family's Dad passed away and and, and entrusted the land to them, and they decided to sell it to us. And that's the reason for this rezoning. That's why we did not rezone this property later on in 2017 and 19, like we did with the other two properties here. Um, Knowing that, this this rezoning here is is a straightforward rezoning. We don't have any any buyer uh, on the line on it. Um, We we acquired this land, uh, and we we paid quite a bit of money for this piece of land here. And... uh, We want to see this land developed. Um, We have gone round and round trying to figure out, not figure out, but uh, also talking to Karen Howard and Bob Michelob and and creating the Orchard District back in the day and then bringing the uh, the opportunity to us to do this, sounds like a good idea. Um, So over the years, you know, this is not an OPD rezoning. This is basically a consistent rezoning with what's currently there. Uh, With two thirds of the property here are already rezoned. We developed a portion of this property, almost what 20% of the property in Orchard District has been developed already. Right now, I, we're, we're just asking you to get a rezone so we can move forward with the development on it and work with staff to uh, create a, a project down there that's gonna be uh, more sufficient and uh, a better project than what we currently have there currently. So, and I, I know Susan at one time, you talked about affordable housing. The, the very first affordable housing and the workforce housing project in Iowa City was my project at 627 Orchard. I wanna make, bring that up too. Um, even though that's not part of PNZ, but that's a big point to you. I know you were in favor of it last time. Um, so that's, that's part of the, the agreement with the city uh, that, that's been agreed to. And then we were part of that process at the time to bring that 10% affordable housing to, to this market. Um, so I want to bring that to your attention as well. So any questions for me on the, on the development?
0: Any questions for Ryan from members of the commission?
4: I guess
3: my only question, I mean, uh, of course this is recently visited by Aptitude um, I mean,
4: are they still
3: in consideration?
4: Okay. Uh, they're not in consideration right now. Uh, the day after the city council meeting, and then I apologize for their actions here, uh, they, they uh, voided their purchase agreement okay. with us at the time. So currently, we are not talking to anyone about pur- purchasing this land. Any
0: questions? Thanks, Ryan. Hey, you bet. Thank anyone you. else would like to address the commission on this application? Again.
2: Kent Ralston, our traffic planner, so. I stopped <laughs> sitting
0: there, so I just. Uh, are you just available for a resource Are you wanna? All right, thanks, Kent. All right, uh, second call for anybody who'd like to address the commission on this application. Seeing no one, we'll close the public hearing. Can I have a motion on this item?
2: Move to approve.
0: Motion from Elliot. is there a second? Second. Second by Wade. Discussion, Maggie, since you made the motion, you can go first on discussion if you'd like.
2: Well, I feel the same way I felt the first time. Is that it's it's land that could be better used. It's close to downtown. It's close to the university. Um, you could put more people on it, and potentially people wouldn't have to have a car. They could walk or bike. Um, I I just think it's could be I just think it's a, could be better used.
3: All right, Chad uh i'm in the same place as i was last time in favor of this um you know of course hopefully the future development uh takes in context the previous feed- neighborhood feedback on the three different buildings versus the one l- large building uh can't uh thanks for the feedback on the city council as far as the traffic study it kind of alleviates the concern or Uh, confirms that that portion was already addressed and uh, still in favor of this moving forward thank you
0: Um, for me I'm a a yes on this I think the two issues I've heard in the past that resonate with me is the uh, affordable housing I think that uh, it's it's been answered consistent with the current regulations and the concerns about traffic I think the signalization uh, takes care of that issue You know, when lights are coordinated, there's not gonna be a problem. And I mean, the the super majority of the time. So I'm very comfortable with this, so I'm a yes on this.
2: How has the affordable housing point been addressed?
0: (coughs) The current, it's it's addressed with the current ordinance about affordable housing. And that's the only concern we can have. Sorry, I wasn't clear on that. All right. right. You're welcome.
2: Because there is none, right? 10%. Well, there's, there's a code, when you are zoned a Riverfront Crossings District, there is... A 10% are fee-in-lieu. Right, code requirement yeah. to provide that affordable yeah. housing. Um, I'm going to support this. I think that uh, <clears throat> my concerns the first time around, we we're tearing down what is f- affordable housing and, you know, where how are we going to replace that? Um, That's still a concern, Um, but I think this is an opportunity to relook at it and give the developer a chance to have it all together, zoned right, for, for going to potential investors and saying, you know, we've got this zoning and let's see what we can do with this piece of property now. I do have concerns about the transition and what it's going to look like and how it's going to affect the Orchard neighborhood. Um, before, it just looked like the scale, I know the buildings were only three stories high, but it just looked like they were so intense in there, and then suddenly you're at single family, very modest single family homes. Um, but. We'll see what happens.
0: Am I correct that the houses to the west, with the zoning there, they could be three stories? That is correct. Okay, so its, it's the scale is. I
2: mean, somebody could tear down those houses on Benton right there in front and build a row of townhouses there that were three stories high. Right now, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. they're zoned uh, consistent with yeah. this designation. I'm at the same place I was at before, and that's uh you had affordable housing there, and now you won't have, even though we say that there could be ten percent so, right and that's of course there's buses there, and there are people who get to work, and mm-hmm. it would be so you yeah. know anyway, same place well,
0: totally sympathetic to that, but I would just like to. So, everybody knows this application, from my reading of it, is consistent with the current ordinance that the city has in place. So, all right. Um, So, we have a motion by Elliot, a second by Wade. All those in favor of this application signify by saying aye. 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 Those opposed signify by saying nay. So, the motion passes unanimously. Next item on the agenda is consideration of meeting minutes to July 5, 2023. Is there a motion for... uh, First off, is there any major additions or corrections to these minutes that anybody would like to make?
2: I hope you read them.
0: I certainly did. I enjoyed the conversation about median and mean. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing no corrections or additions, is there a motion for approval?
2: So moved.
0: Motion by Townsend, is there a second? Second. Second by Craig. Discussion? Hearing no discussion, all those in favor of approving the minutes from July 5, 2023, and it looks like you did a stellar job, thank you. Um, signify by saying aye. Uh, aye. Aye. Those opposed, signify by saying nay. Hearing no nays, motion passes unanimously. Item number six, planning and zoning information. Um, I just have one thing first before I, I go to Kirk. Um, as everybody knows, on May 2nd, uh, new, res- new uh, bylaws were adopted by the Planning and Zoning Commission. And under the article section um, on election in terms of officers, it says officers of the commission shall be elected annually at the first regular meeting in February of each year. If the election of officers shall not be held at such meetings, such elections shall be held as soon thereafter as convenient. Um, so this February had already passed by the time the new um bylaws were were approved traditionally we vote vote for new officers in july so i just want to get a sense of the commission what they would like to do or if we could just ask our legal expert of if that since it was passed these were approved past february that that february date means nothing until the next time we come around Uh.
2: I think that you are a duly elected officer of this commission, if that's your concern. I, I just,
0: um, um, my concern is I just, um, traditionally, always vote in July. Yeah. And I just,
2: gosh, you didn't change that aspect of the bylaws, right? I think it's fine.
0: Yeah, I just want, <laughs> if somebody wants there to be election, I want, obviously, I don't care. I just, I would think like doing people to. Job. I just want to make sure that we're always transparent and we're above board and everybody has a say and no one feels like they're is not July heard. Is
1: July because uh, you have new
0: people on? I don't know why July was ever picked. Before, it was even before, it's but, been a several well,
2: different why dates, would you want new people
1: on? Usually July is tied on, to the fiscal on year. People they don't know. Yeah. I mean,
2: February is a better time,
1: but... July is tied to the fiscal year, usually. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, So
2: do they then take office in February or do they not take office till the beginning of the fiscal year?
0: I presume because it doesn't really say that, that when you're voted, you're it now.
1: Yeah, it would
2: be the meeting in
0: which it's Uh, the election occurs. All right. So if anybody has uh, something short term <laughs> anything if they would like anybody would like to be in election it's not on the agenda so we can't really discuss it i just wanted to bring it up as a sharing of information piece so people if they are interested they can bring I that up to ann to put I, it on an agenda i think
2: february is nice all right
0: all right thank you kirk i
1: don't have anything for yeah other than i will see you in two weeks,
2: <laughs> that's about it. I wanted to share that I got my AARP newsletter today, <laughs> and there's a big article in there on ADUs. So, and and it talks. I mean, it's a good. I think they do a good job. You know, uh, they talked about several cities that that had were broadening their policies and what was bad about that and what was you know what the i mean it was very similar to our conversation at our last meeting you know and the whole owner occupied issue and the and the restrictions on building issues and and some places they have to have their own off street parking which is obviously a detriment and they have to have their own what was it like water and sewer line Mm. Is that a requirement here?
1: It, that is not a requirement here.
2: Yeah, I mean, that seems sort of, I mean, ridiculous to me that you would have you couldn't share. But uh, it was just, you know, it's obviously an issue many, many places. And, you know, a couple, there was a quote from someone who was the president of a homeowners association who said, well, obviously, we have to control this and we can't have ADUs everywhere and, and It was just like, okay, you know, we're right at that bleeding edge once again.
0: (laughs) AARP usually has a lot of good articles about zoning because there's pretty strong advocates for walkable and livable communities. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. And and I think that this, you know, it started out as an article about for aging population and, and your relatives, you know, but, then it talked about aging population in general, and I can't remember the exact statistics, but a very large percentage of households, I was surprised how high it was. I want to say 40%, but was it really that high? Of of households are one-person households. Hmm. I mean, that's that's a lot of households that are that need a smaller place to live.
0: I'll have to read that article. Yeah. It's sitting on my Did you get your AAR
2: yet? Got it today, too. Got it today,
0: too. I, it today too. <laughs> I <haven't> read it. <laughs> Any
2: other Fiendsy information anybody would like to share? No, I never read it. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, think, I think the newsletter is way better than the actual magazine. <laughs> yeah. I almost always read the newsletter, but I huh. don't read the magazine there as religiously. I don't know why.
0: Jen? Good. Okay. Um, <laughs> item number seven, adjournment. Is there a motion for adjournment? So moved. Motion by Townsend. Is there a second?
2: Second.
0: Second by Elliott. Discussion? Hearing no discussion, all those in favor of adjournment, signify by saying Aye.
2: Aye. 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 So it
0: passes unanimously. Thank you, everybody.